0: Men deserve toys, too. Manly toys. With Goat Guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models.
1: They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts, so you have something to fidget around with
0: during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com. This show takes place in 1870s, Chinatown San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And and it's not like the main character is the first Chinese man to show up in America. He arrives in San Francisco and sees a huge population of Chinese Americans who have been there for decades at that time period in Chinatown. There are about 25,000 Chinese people there. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that people who treat Asians as the foreigner, it's just absurd, right? There are some Asian families here in the US who have been here for generations. They might have been there longer than you, you know? Like, it's like you don't freaking know just because they look different. <laughs>
2: but we're no one's model minority.
1: This is a show about all of you for all of us.
2: Hey, Sharon. Hey, Roman. You want to know something really, really cool? Oh, no. What's that? Everybody was kung fu fighting. What? Those cats were fast as lightning.
1: Oh, my God. What's happening?
2: In fact, it's a little bit frightening. They were funky China men from a funky Chinatown.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm pretty sure this song might be borderline racist, dude. That's true. Probably.
2: <laughs> but that song does bring the funk. <laughs> and you know what else brings the funk, Sharon?
1: Oh, no. Do I want to know what is happening today?
2: <laughs> the hit show warrior.
1: No, no more. I've been hearing too much about warrior. How did I know you were going to go there? All right.
2: It is so, so good. Sharon, come on. This is borderline offensive. It's about (sighs) your people.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Let me look it up really quickly. I actually haven't even read about it. I've heard a lot from you about it, but I haven't officially read about it. So this is what it says. Warrior is an American martial arts crime drama television series that premiered in 2019. Oh, my God. I'm really late on this, you guys. (laughs) I thought it was like yesterday premiered in 2019 on cinemax and is now streaming on hbo max it's based on an original concept and treatment by bruce lee and is executive produced by his daughter shannon lee no kinda relation like, kind of like my name and taiwanese american film director justin Lin, known best for his work on the fast and furious franchise that actually seems pretty legit Roman.
2: dude this is what <laughs> i've been trying to tell you So are you going to watch it so we can record a very special Modern Minorities season about it?
1: (laughs) Probably not anytime soon, but I'm going to keep telling you that I'm going to do it.
2: (laughs) All right. We need to reconsider this friendship, this partnership, whatever this is. Hey,
1: hey, Lena. Hi, y'all. Why, it's friend of the pod and past guest from our Ramadan series, Lena Sharif. What are you doing here, Lena? Well,
0: as you might remember from my episode on modern minorities, Warrior is the best show ever, <laughs> hands down.
2: This woman speaks the truth, Sharon. In fact, if we are not careful, young whippersnappers like Lena might record her own <laughs> podcast about how awesome Warrior is.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely already did that.
2: <sighs>
0: Dude. What? Hey, Amon. Hey, Lena.
2: Oh God, Sharon. Do you know what's happening? The young folk. I'm so for.
1: confused right now. Why do we have so many people on our podcast today?
2: It's Aman Sharif, <laughs> Lena's real life podcast brother and co-host of the Grounded Geeks podcast.
1: Wait, is Grounded Geeks a podcast about the hit TV show Warrior?
2: Oh, sweet Sharon, it's better. <laughs> Grounded Geeks is a podcast <laughs> where two brother and sister geeks talk not just about the latest and greatest things in geek pop culture, which is near and dear to my heart, but two really smart people provide a really grounded societal, social context of what's really going on in the world.
1: Wait, is this like a nerdier version of Modern Minorities?
2: I know. We're so smart, Sharon. It's such a good podcast. This is like that scene in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, man. Are you sure you want to go there?
1: Welcome to my world, Lena.
0: I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean,
3: you know, it's a good movie, but Warrior.
1: Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Convince me. Why do I need to watch Warrior?
3: Oh, there are so many reasons, Sharon. A million reasons. (laughs) There's a million and a half (laughs) reasons. But here's, in my opinion, the two biggest reasons. One, it's entertaining. And two... I think that it brings history to life today, uh, part of American history that a lot of people aren't really familiar with, and that is the early Chinese immigrant community to the United States, specifically in this case, San Francisco.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it takes place when? It's like after, right after the Civil War, right? Right after the Civil War.
0: So it's about Chinatown, San Francisco- 1870s ish. And it's not just about Chinatown or just Asian Americans. It's also about the Irish working class. It's about sexism and class warfare. There's so much going on. And also the way they treat language on the show is really fascinating. And that alone, for that alone reason, you should watch it.
2: Yeah. That, there's like this scene uh, and they've done it in a few episodes now where they don't just go straight subtitles. Which you could do. I have no problem reading while I watch TV, but it's like when it's just the Chinese people in a room. All of a sudden, they go from speaking I don't know Mandarin or Cantonese, and they just mm-hmm. they circle the camera, and all of a sudden, you know they're still speaking Chinese. But and like, then you hear like the slang and what they're really saying. And
0: yeah, it's, oh it's so good. It's so good. Also, the martial arts scenes—they're all works of art, really, so well choreographed. So if that, I hear, it, I hear
1: there's <laughs> an opium. Gang or something in the show, too, right? Yes.
0: There is.
3: And <laughs> Sharon, that's an actual part of American history that this show covers, another aspect of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay.
3: I mean, if you care about Fair. history at all, this show is <laughs> worth watching.
0: You're not allowed yeah. to not like history in front
1: of us. Yeah, and you, sure, guys, you grew up
0: in a Chinatown, I know, you'll be like,
1: you guys, yo. You guys are making me feel like a bad Chinese American. It's <laughs> not brown our people.
0: Three brown people. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> not our intent. <laughs> we're actually very jealous of the awesome, awesome history of Chinese Americans. That's pretty much all we're trying to say.
2: Yeah, this all show there. makes it <laughs> legit cool. And you know what's interesting? This is the show that i could be getting this wrong this is the show bruce lee wanted to do he took it to the Mm -hmm. powers that be when he was a big name in america and they were like there could never be a show like this with a chinese lead and a chinese cast and they loosely took the idea and made kind of a bastardized version of with david carradine which became kung fu so this was the Mm -hmm. show that was supposed to be that never could have been back then yeah and his daughter made it that's like so sweet his daughter's Mm -hmm. making it it's so poetic yeah Ironically,
3: that old show that you just referenced, Drummond, Kung Fu with David Carradine, yeah. they're redoing it on the CW right now. They're, it's airing right now, and it's called Kung Fu, except now the lead is a Chinese-American woman. Yep. I still need to watch that. But it's on the CW, so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a CW. Hey man, they
3: do a good job. <laughs> good, surprisingly good, but not nearly as good as Warrior.
2: All right. So one thing, my wife and I watched a couple episodes about this. Uh I mean, Sharon, you might like, there's one, there's a lot of really hot people in it. Like everyone is like super hot, but there's a lot of, uh, not just legit Kung Fu, there's a lot of sexy time. Mm. (laughs) And my wife's like, this is how my wife and I know we're old. We're like, do they need to have so much
1: sex on this (laughs) show? Well, see that, that changes everything. Hot people and sexy time. I think, I think I will make time for it eventually you should have led with that.
0: That's
3: yeah. No, I feel like I wasted all this time trying to come I up know. with
0: these like come intellectual on. reasons to watch the show. I didn't know that's what it would take. Aman, Aman and I are just such geeks. We just always forget the hotness factor, obviously
2: that should be number one. And that's kind of weird watching that with, you know, your sibling.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, we don't watch a show together. We watch it separately. (laughs) That would be awful. (laughs)
2: Did you ever have that moment? Like, I think I was home on like a summer break or something. And, my dad really liked Pierce Brosnan, and there's this new movie called The Thomas Crown Affair. And so I'm sitting on the couch with my older sister and my dad, and I don't know if you've seen The Thomas Crown Affair. But it's a heist movie where Pierce Brosnan basically has a lot of sex with Elizabeth. Shue. Oh, gosh. It was that the worst.
0: Nightmare <laughs> scenario, for sure. Especially as, like, Asian kids. Yes, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah.
3: I think Lena has definitely recommended some shows to our parents and been like, oh, this is a great show. You should watch it, but not when we're around. Right. (laughs)
1: Like, I I will
0: never watch this with you, but you'll enjoy it separately. Yeah,
1: A lot of people experience that during Bridgerton. They would start off like watching it with their mom in the room and suddenly been like, okay, we've got to pause this now.
0: Oh, (laughs) no. Nope. Nope. I enjoyed Birgerton, but yes, separately on my own. Yeah,
1: not with my parents in the room. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Never. Never. All right. So Sharon, have we convinced you? Are you going to watch Warrior? Can we do the Warrior episode?
1: Um, I will get around to it eventually, I think.
2: All right. I don't think that's going to be good enough for our (laughs) listeners. So I have a much better idea. What's that? How about we just listen to Lena Amont's already great Grounded Geeks episode about Warrior right now?
1: Oh my god, that's a great idea. I'm totally game for that, especially if it means I don't have to watch the show. I mean, I mean, if I it, if it'll convince me to watch the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good enough. Is yeah, the enemy of great? Or yeah. All right. So look, that's what we're doing. Uh, Sharon and I are going to get out of the way. We hope you will enjoy listening to our friends Lena Namant's very modern minorities take on the amazing TV show Warrior now streaming on HBO Max and not a sponsor of this podcast and of course if you enjoy hearing Lena Namon geek on in a very nerdy wonky sort of way about what warrior means to America today i would highly recommend you subscribe to grounded geeks wherever you get your favorite podcast thank you thank you
0: yay Hi, I'm Lena, And I'm Amon. And this is Grounded Geeks. So Amon, today we are talking about one of the best shows, in my opinion, that I have ever seen. And it's probably a show that you've never heard of, dear listeners. Yeah, I've heard of
3: it, obviously, since I'm talking about it.
0: Right. For our (laughs) audience now. Yeah. It is so underrated. It is so good. And yet not enough people have heard about this show. And you and I have been trying so hard for the past few months to get everyone we know to watch this show. Everyone. And and that I've been
3: well before Grounded Geeks, I've been tweeting about it like crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the show that we're referring to is called Warrior. It is a Cinemax original. It was the concept of it was actually created by the one and only Bruce Lee. But yeah. Back in the day when he was trying to sell his script, his idea, pitch his idea to various studios, they all rejected him because they were like, you're hilarious. Why would we ever create a TV show that has an Asian lead? So, you know, (laughs) whatever. Hashtag racism. Okay. So I mean,
3: fun, fun little factoid right there. When he was working on the Green Hornet, the original Green Mm -hmm. Hornet show bruce lee had imagined himself in the lead role and instead the studio was like "Mm, no 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 we can't we can't have an asian guy in the lead role so we're gonna make you the butler sidekick kato so
0: and it's like what that doesn't even make any sense I hate that the the like new, whatever Green Horn, Hornet movie that came out just some years yeah. ago with, who was it? Seth Rogen?
3: Seth Rogen. Yep. Like
0: they still didn't have an Asian guy as a lead. They should have changed that. <laughs> I mean, I think they
3: could In have honor of that. Bruce
0: Lee, they should have done that. I mean,
3: they, they maybe should have, maybe could have, but I can see that in the way that they, by making Bruce Lee not the main character of the original show, I think that they changed the backstory to make it more viable that way as well. So I can kind of see why they didn't change it. They tried to stay true to the show, not to the original vision necessarily. And so I'm willing to give them a pass for that, especially since there was a lot of conversation about that where it was like in, in the movie where it was like, I do all the work. What are you even doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, okay. We're not talking about the Green Hornet.
3: We're talking What's about Warrior. Whatever.
0: We're talking about Warrior. So it's on Warrior, HBO Max. Yes, it's a Cinemax original. I want to give a shout-out to Cinemax because they are the ones who create yes. made the show. For being the visionaries
3: it, to yeah. pick up the show.
0: Yes. And or to really do it. And then HBO Mac got the streaming rights. So it's streaming now on HBO. But so those are the logistics of for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Now, on to what the show is actually about. So it is set in like 1870s. Maybe? Yeah, right yeah, after
3: eight, right after the Civil War.
0: Yeah, maybe 10 years after the Civil War or something like that. And it is set in Chinatown, San Francisco. It is, I'm all I'm gonna say is that the main character. The first episode basically starts off with him literally getting off of a boat, arriving in San Francisco from China, and all you know is that he is there to look for somebody, and that's it. So that's all I'm going to say about the plot, because it is so good, everyone should just watch it, but this show not only talks about Asians in America, it touches on class warfare. It touches on the history of the Irish working class in San Francisco. It talks about gender roles and the role that women had in society at that time too. And at the
3: various levels.
0: Yes. And at the various levels. Yeah. And it talks about the various classes within the Asian community in Chinatown. You know, it's like they talk about gangs There, they talk about Chinese people who have businesses or Chinese people who are working on the railways and and all that. Like there's so many layers to it. It is so good. And because obviously we know that it's a story that came from Bruce Lee, it has incredible martial arts. So like, if anything, absolutely
3: epic fight scenes, incredible.
0: And the way they treat language on that show so oh. good so good oh i can't my even
3: explain it properly yeah you They've have to got, watch it. Do, do these amazing cinematic tricks where like all of a sudden you understand everybody but at the same time you they're speaking cantonese and you know that they're speaking cantonese yes but it's like you've entered the world of the other language and are understanding it as a native yourself right and it's just amazing how they manage that just astounding filmography cinematography Etc. What are all the correct words here? I don't even know, but they're doing <laughs> all it all right.
0: Yeah, but they're doing yeah, it all right. They're doing it great. Yeah, yes, it's it's just incredible. And I think even the first episode is free to watch on YouTube. If that still exists, we'll include a link to that in our show notes. But yeah, so Aman, how did you first hear about the show?
3: So I honestly, HBO was just advertising it one day, and I was like, oh, okay, mm. that looks cool. And then I kind of just put it on my list to watch and Mm. didn't get around for it for a very long time until you told me how epic it was. And then finally I was like, I'd run out of things to watch. And I was like, all right, you know, I've been putting this off long enough. Let me just turn it on and watch it. And then I was hooked. I think I binged the whole thing in like three days in the middle of the work week.
0: Right. It was, it was great. And And there's worth it. (laughs) There's by the way, two seasons of it right now. And they haven't renewed it for a third season, which is annoying me, but we'll get into that. I heard about the show. I think someone at work shared an article about it in a Slack message Mm. in like a general channel to a bunch of people. And I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then, because you know that I spend way too much time on imdb.com, I think I saw, you know how they have one of those banner ads or something at the top of their site? I feel like I saw something like that on IMDb and I was like, so I think I first heard about it either November or December of 2020. And I was like, oh man, okay. Like I got to keep this in mind. Definitely got to watch this show. This looks really interesting. And then January rolled around January, 2021. And then the insurrection happened. And I like, The majority of this country and the world, quite frankly, was horrified by what I was seeing, completely just flabbergasted by it. And I remember the next day I was like, I'm so angry. I'm so fed up with society and the state of the world and everything right (laughs) now that I need to see a show where racist people are getting beat the shit out of them. Like, I just, I need that right now. And I knew I was going to get, even though I really had no idea what the show was about, I knew that at least some racist people were going to get beat up on this show. And that's why I needed, I really, I was like, I need to watch a show with martial arts in it.
3: Yeah, see, for me, for me, that immediate catharsis episode after January 6th, 2021 was actually Lovecraft Country for me. And then right after I watched Lovecraft Country, I watched Warrior. Mm-hmm. So Lovecraft Country is a whole different conversation today. We it's will about have Warrior. That
0: conversation. We need to have that
3: conversation. <laughs> yeah. But today is about Warrior. The thing for me that really, really struck me about the show and a lot of the history that they cover, I kind of knew it, you know, mm-hmm. from history books, not in a narrative form, obviously, because there hasn't been any other show that I'm aware of that's like this, that covers these topics. but. Mm-hmm. So much of the language that's used in that show, so much of the racist tropes that are portrayed, they seemed so disturbingly familiar. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it made me realize this is, I I had an epiphany-like moment where I said, wow, this exact same shit has been going on for a very, very long time. And in the show, the moment for me was these cops are talking about the Chinese, first of all, and you know, right off the get-go, I'm gonna apologize for racist terms that I use, but it's really just to make the point yeah. that I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. These cops are talking about, you know, the Chinese in Chinatown, they're like, oh, these chinks, this and that. And I'm like, wow this term, the term chinks has been around for 150 years? Are you, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I was. And then there's this one conversation where they're talking about, oh, hey, you know, these people, they, you, everybody knows they carry diseases, yeah. you know, you got to, oh you got to disinfect them and th- things like that. And immediately I was thinking about you know, Donald Trump's use of Mm -hmm. the term Kung flu at the beginning of the pandemic. And I said, and I was just thinking, wow, this idea has been around forever and for no good reason. I mean, diseases were not rare back in the day. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. people died of diseases and infections all the time. Why is the Asian immigrant community From 150 years ago, being portrayed, being labeled with these stereotypes in particular. I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me. And yet, there it was. They're showing it on the show. And I had that realization that, wow, a lot of this racism and a lot in very specific terms, Mm -hmm. the, the slurs, the stereotypes, the negative stereotypes in particular, have been around and have been around consistently. Yeah. For most of American history at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so anyone right now who's been paying attention to the news, but maybe not necessarily to history, you know, has been seeing this enormous rise in hate crimes and violence against the AAPI community, the Asian community in the U.S. just in the past year, right? The numbers are absurd. I think I read that Asian Americans are the one group that have seen the biggest spike in harassment, violence, whatever, against them this past year. But yeah, it's really important to remember that this has been around. This history of violence against the Asian community is not new. This did not start with the COVID-19 pandemic.
3: Yep. It's, <laughs> there's been a jump recently, but yeah. it's been a jump in something that's been around that yeah. has not gone away at any point. Mm -hmm. I mean, you start off at least with the show warrior, you know, you've got all of these Chinese immigrants coming to America, to San Francisco, living in Chinatown, being treated horribly. Mm -hmm. And then you follow American history through and you get to, you know, you get to World War II and you have Japanese internment camps. And just to highlight the issue we were at war, not just against the Japanese, but also against the Germans. There were no German internment camps.
0: Exactly. Um, I, mean,
3: I mean, the German unbelievable.
0: Comu- <laughs> the
3: German community in America did face some amount of racism during World War II. I'm not going to absolve or ignore that. Right. Uh, but it wasn't signed were, into
0: law. I <laughs> mean, ra- they,
3: just as an example of what was happening with the German community, there were towns where street names, you know, large German immigrant population at the time, street names that were German street names, they changed them because they were afraid of the impression that it would give off to the rest of the country. But there were no internment camps. Nobody was being violently attacked in the middle of the street. People weren't getting shuffled into ghettos, basically. But this is what happened. And even Mm -hmm. before that, you had the Chinese Exclusion Act, which is the only act in american history that in its name targets a racial group i'm yeah. not saying that there aren't laws that targeted racial groups but this is one where it was okay to flat out just be like yep we're we're not letting any more mm-hmm. chinese in here and yeah. we're going to put it in the title
0: yeah that's the only time and,
3: that that's happened in right. our history
0: and they never allowed asians to become naturalized citizens in the u.s well, for a very like long for a, time i mean for a very i'm obviously not saying now yeah. but like for
3: <laughs> decades and
0: decades like they just would not allow them you could have been yeah. born here because and that's another thing to remember right so this show warrior takes place in 1870s right chinatown san yeah. francisco mm-hmm. and and it's not like the main character is the first chinese man to show up in america he arrives in san francisco and sees a huge population of Chinese Americans who have been there for years. It's like, I think, yeah, for decades. And in that show, they mentioned how that at that time period in the show in Chinatown, there are about 25,000 Chinese people there Mm -hmm. in the show. Mm -hmm. I think at some point they mentioned that. So that's another thing that people who treat Asians as the foreigner, and I'm making air quotes right now, but it's just, it's absurd, right? There are some Asian families here in the US who have been here for generations, okay? they they might've been there longer than you, you know? Like, it's like, you don't freaking know just because they look different from, ugh
3: whatever. I mean, just to give you just another example, straight from Warrior, the character, one of the main characters, his name is Young Jun, you know, to differentiate him him from his dad, Father Jun. But Young Jun, if you remember, Lena, Young Jun talks about how he was born
2: in America Mm -hmm. and
3: has never been to China. So he's not really considered Chinese yeah, and definitely is not considered American, but he was born, and this is a young adult in the 1870s at this point, you know, probably in his twenties, he was born there. That means that, that at least according to the show, they had this Chinatown had been there for decades. Right, for decades. This was not a small Chinatown with the few shanty huts. It was a properly developed district within San Francisco in the 1870s. So the the show does not take place at the beginning of the arrival Mm
2: -hmm. of
3: Chinese immigrants to America. Yeah, it it doesn't. It's an, it takes place in a community that is well-established in America. I think that's important to point out just to really highlight how long the issue of mm -hmm. violence against Asian Americans has been in this country. I mean, and with the exact same tropes and stereotypes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And at that moment when Young Jun said that, I don't know about you, but like that hit me in my soul. I was like, man, I have felt like that. I have totally felt like that before. You know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're, you know, sometimes growing up, it felt like we weren't American, but we also weren't Pakistani. It was just. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. That is the child of immigrants story. Right. Like
3: In America. So. Right. Yeah. I think though, it was maybe a little bit different for us because. Well, yes. Yes. Not trying um, to say it's the same, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit different for us because, you know, you and I, for a small part of our childhood, we did live in Pakistan. So we had that connection yeah. of having lived there, That's we true. lived in America. Yeah. So we have that connection to being here. Whereas you have young Jun, who is completely ostracized from broader American society and has never been to China, has never been to China has lived only in San Francisco his entire life. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't speak English that well.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? I know. Yeah.
3: So I, it's, it's, it's something, he is creation of the circumstances of the time and location that he was born in. Mm-hmm. And in no small part, because of the way Asians were treated and have been treated in America for a very long time. I mean, yeah. obviously there's more acceptance now than there was in the 1870s mm-hmm. but I mean come on the violence is st- a lot of the violence is still here yeah and it hasn't changed
0: yeah it's really yeah I don't know I don't know what to make of it it's very yeah. it's very disheartening but so yeah you yeah, can't stop ahead. no I was just gonna say like you can't stop fighting for it. Right. (laughs) We, yeah,
3: no, absolutely. But,
0: but it's also, yeah. I, I don't know. There's so many stereotypes about Asians that I'm somehow shocked, but not surprised at the same time to see that they've, they still exist. So many stereotypes that have just continued. Yeah through the decades and the generations
3: and yep, yeah. One thing that I wanted to talk about because it is such a big part of the show,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: because of what happened in Atlanta so recently with the shootings that happened there is the stereotype that of sexualization of Asian women. When that I think it was a sheriff's office, when they said, Oh no, his motivations were in the race-based. show Oh wait, no, no sorry I'm talking about real I'm
0: t- oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about the real world in Atlanta. Let's-
3: He said sheriff sheriff
0: and I just thought immediately (laughs) show, sorry, no, I forgot about this stupid sheriff in the real uh, world. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So he said he basically initially was like, Oh, it doesn't appear to be racially motivated. He has a sex addiction problem. Yeah. Uh, The shooter does. And he said he had a
0: bad day. He was at the end of it. I mean, that's
3: a whole nother. I can't even
0: also it was the sheriff's spokesperson. I think who said that. So, not the sheriff himself. I'm pretty sure. So, anyway, he was told (laughs) not to do that. Anyways, the
3: thing that struck me was these two things are not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. If anything, they are, in this case, very tightly tied together. Yeah. Because of the sexualization of Asian women that happens in this country. I mean, it's awful. Mm -hmm. And it happens and in fact is not just in this
0: country man i would say around the world around the world yeah
3: agreed agreed and one of the things that another one of the things that the show warrior kind of highlighted was it was the same sort of thing one of the central locations that the show takes place in is atoy's brothel yeah and the character of atoy is one of those characters where She fits into that slot of a sexualized Asian woman who is running a brothel. Mm -hmm. But then the show's character development is so amazing. It shows her to be an astute businesswoman Mm -hmm. and a total badass.
0: She's amazing.
3: I mean, her action sequences are some of the best in the show, I would say. It's actually hard to compare because all the action sequences are top notch. I know.
0: Oh my, every action sequence, sorry, just to say every action sequence is a work of art in my It really opinion. is. It, it's I so, mean, they're like drawn out and long, not to make it sound boring, long and drawn out makes it sound like it's boring. No, it's like it's like it's watching a masterpiece being made. It's incredible. Because- I mean,
3: it's it's like they looked at every single martial arts movie or every single movie with a martial arts action sequence in it mm-hmm. and they just said, "No, no, no, no. This is how it's supposed to be done, people."
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
3: Oh my gosh, so good. And I yeah, it's amazing. But getting to the character of Atoy, she is so much more. And in a way, I feel like the existence of her character plays such an important role in breaking this stereotype that we have of Asian women. I mean, yeah. she isn't just an astute businesswoman. She is an aggressive businesswoman on par and yeah. as effective as mm. any corporate magnate out there
0: Yeah, that yeah.
3: has ever existed. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. she's got that business ruthlessness in her that any of the other famous millionaires and billionaires in American history have been.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing. I would say she, I mean, her along with most, pretty much all the other main characters, their trajectory throughout the show was never what i thought it was gonna be you know like it just agreed they always took them in a direction that was i don't know i just wasn't expecting like i thought some characters were just gonna be comedic sidekicks you know comedic yeah. relief all that yeah but then they i'm like oh my god there's so much depth to this person you know i know like you're just like crying about them at some point but yeah i know anyway. the
3: show does a great job of of character development not just in terms of taking stereotypes and turning them on their head, but yeah. making each of these characters really truly individuals
0: Yeah, and uh, that's,
3: in the truest yeah. sense of the word. And I really appreciate that in terms of the skill that it takes for writers to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why I really love this show. I can't think of another TV show that one has an almost all asian cast and that has given them so much depth and actually treated them with the care and respect that they deserve that really and if you look at the history of asian representation on screen they've mm-hmm. never gotten that you know like i mean whether especially not
3: in hollywood
0: yeah no that's, i mean and that's for sure and it's garbage like it's just it's really <laughs> like i mean they're th- Asians are just have historically been seen as a community to be overlooked, to be erased. Yep. That don't really make a difference, don't really have anything to offer besides spreading diseases. And and it's just yeah and and it's like, okay, dude, just because you don't understand their language, like that just makes you an idiot. Okay. Right. (laughs) Like I, I
3: mean, that plays into very much of all of that, all that rhetoric of Asians being a quote unquote model minority. And really at the end of the day, everything that I've read, it just came down to they're good because they're not raising a ruckus. And it's true that culturally there is something in many Asian cultures about keep your head down, work hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and persevere. So, and because of that, I think that they've been treated quite poorly. You know, sort of like, oh, it's so nice. You're letting us step on you all the time. No biggie. (sighs) But I think that now in today's day, people are speaking up now, I think. And it's it's good. It's good. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been a model minority. I don't remember the last time I was a model
0: anything. What the hell does that mean anyway? I'm good at math. It's not true. (laughs) I'm not. So like what? It's just scar. And that stereotype has been used to pit the Asian community against other minority communities. And it's once again, it's garbage. So it is garbage. There's no other way for me to
3: yep. Yep.
0: (laughs) I describe it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But one thing I did want to get at is that even though this whole time we've been talking about AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander community, and Mm -hmm. the hate against them, it frustrates me that we put all Asians in a single bucket. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the specific violence that is happening against the Asian American community right now is against the far East Asian American community. It Mm -hmm. is not as South Asians, you and I are not having the same experiences Mm -hmm. as our Far East Asian brothers and sisters. Yeah, that is true. It's not. It's not the same experience. We have our own different struggles. I mean, different Asian communities are facing their own stereotypes, their own struggles. I mean, you and I are Muslim. We know about the Islamophobia that exists. Mm -hmm. That Islamophobia is not affecting the Chinese American, Japanese American, Pacific Islander community. They're facing their own brand of hate and it takes its own variety, its own, you know, it has its own shades of horribleness
0: that is distinct
3: and different. So I just want to make clear to Mm -hmm. all our listeners that, you know, that there needs to be a recognition that different kinds of Asian communities have different experiences in America. And each one of these things deserves to be given its time in the public discourse, because, Everybody's going through their own brand of horribleness. Yeah, and it all needs to be addressed. You but in this, for yeah. this particular show, we're talking about the horribleness against the mm-hmm. Far East Asian and Pacific Islander community.
0: Yeah, and you cannot be talking about all of us as with with one sweeping generalization. You know, like it's oh just, yeah, you can't do that. And and although all of the various communities within the AAPI community has been made at some point to feel like we are the monsters yeah Mm -hmm. i i totally agree like this is right now although every time i step outside i along with every other minority do have some level of alertness of my surroundings i do i think i feel safer though than someone who looks like they're far east asian and so i mean yeah that's what all i'm saying like it is like you're saying like it's it is different right now, and we have to support each other. We have to be there for each other. But yeah, but yeah. we also have to recognize it's it is different. Dif- that there
3: are many different communities within this very large umbrella category.
0: Yeah, and it's just unfair how they keep talking about us like we're just one big yeah blob of the same thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It runs the risk of overshadowing some problems. Yep, and and each one of these issues deserves to be addressed on its own because that's the only way to to fix yeah. these things.
0: Yep, because we know you and I could spend hours just talking about the bullshit South Asians and Muslims have put up with. So,
3: and <laughs> I'm sure in a future episode we will do exactly that.
0: Yeah, that'll be our like there. <laughs> that'll be our therapy episode because <laughs> we God knows we need it. Anywho, okay, so. Last thing that I want to revisit about Warrior is that for some reason, Warrior has not been renewed for season three. And basically, so just to provide more context, Cinemax had to cancel all of their original scripted programming because of the pandemic. They just didn't have enough money to sustain that anymore. So that's why I think HBO got the rights, the streaming rights. And now a lot of people think maybe if enough people watch Warrior on HBO, that HBO might renew it and provide
3: the funds I mean, to make a
0: season three. But
3: there's an online campaign to have a Warrior season three. Yeah, I've been on that bandwagon. I think that this show is so relevant to today that HBO would actually be doing a public service. By Honestly. picking up the show and giving it a season three, letting the writers and creators complete the stories that they started tell new stories in yeah. the next season. It's It would be for the good of the public, in my opinion.
0: This show is quite frankly educational. America, it, it should be required viewing for every American. I don't know about <laughs> you, Mon, but I feel like in my US history classes, we probably read one to two paragraphs about the Japanese internment camps. And that was it. Like, I, you know, like, I don't think we spent more than a day talking about that part of our history when really it's just all around messed up. I mean, I just... And so that's why- like I mean,
3: we, there's a lot to get into about what high school US history doesn't cover. I know. I mean, oh my God, God that's covered episode of mine. <laughs> we cover, I think I think my history book had like at least a few pages about Japanese internment. I, I actually remember- You know I'm exaggerating learning. when
0: I say one to two paragraphs. I don't really. Yeah, remember I mean, what like, my history textbook I, looked like.
3: <laughs> I learned enough to know that this was a horrible thing that happened, but definitely not as much as we should have. Yeah. Which is still more than what I learned about the Reconstruction Era,
0: yes. post Civil War. Oh my god, that yeah. didn't
3: even get two paragraphs. No. And this, I'm not hyperbolizing. I think there was yeah. one paragraph that said, and then this time is known as the Reconstruction Era. Yeah, time jump. Yeah, Batman
0: style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anywho, the point. Back to the point. What was the point? This show should be renewed. It would be a huge disservice to the world, and obviously the AAPI community. If HBO were not to pick this up and make this a priority, like it just- I mean, the
3: show is hella entertaining. That's yeah, I that's mean, a it's given. So
0: good. That's like, a given. But and I'm following all the actors on Instagram. You can tell they are ready to do a season three. Like they will drop whatever to make it happen.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Anywho,
0: we're gonna include all the relevant links and everything you need to know about this show and how to support it in and how to support in general our Asian brothers and sisters in our show notes. But it just it needs to happen.
3: It does. Season three, Warrior, definitely needs to happen, not just for our entertainment, but for our education. Yes.
0: Well That's... said, Mom.
3: Well said. That's what I really, truly believe. So HBO, get on it because you're our last hope.
0: Please. (laughs) And if y'all are going to tweet about it, make sure to use hashtag Warrior Season 3 so you get HBO's attention. Warrior
3: Season 3, Warrior Max. Those are the two big hashtags.
0: And feel Uh, free to tag HBO Max and tweet at them. And be like renew warrior. Thanks.
3: And tag us because we want we <laughs> we want to get involved with our audience. We want you to we like doing this show. We hope you enjoy listening to us.
0: I know, and we're trying we really hard, to, guys. Are right, we? have we, a few followers, but we're getting there. <laughs> we
3: we're we want to you know we want to grow our audience. We want to make this sustainable. So you know, subscribe, like, because that helps. Mm. And you know, talk to us on Twitter. We're here at Grounded Geeks. And watch Warrior, please. And watch Warrior. If you do obviously. anything, anything. Yeah. Don't week. even bother subscribing or liking our show. I know, just watch as Warrior. long as you watch Warrior on HBO Max, because the more viewers they get, the higher the likelihood that it'll be renewed. Yes, exactly. And we'll Thanks. catch you next time on Grounded Geeks.
2: I call my ya several times a year, usually during the holidays. Our calls always follow the same structure, I say hi, he asks which one of his grandchildren is calling, he asks me if I'm at school or at home, then we finish, three minutes of his Chinese and my English going head-to-head until one of us no longer has any idea what the other is saying. But I feel overwhelmingly guilty that I can't hold a real conversation with him. Aside from a couple of basic English words, he only speaks Mandarin Chinese you would assume that I can as well, given that both of my parents also speak it. But you'd be wrong. That's it for now. I've been Ramin Segel,
1: And I'm still Sharon Lee Toney.
2: Remember, we're all modern minorities out there.
1: We'll talk to you soon.